Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We're located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big beautiful town bank building. We're also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank building, which is just across the street from Winkies. We also can service our clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. And if you'd like to know more or put a face with a voice, you can go to ellenbecker.com. My guest today, is Jackie Rondini. She is a certified um, financial planner. She's also a senior consultant with Fiducian Advisors. And she really works with my team, with our team, with the entire EIG team, um, as a, as really as a consultant and keeps us really apprised of what's going on in the world and helping us to make the best possible decisions that we can on the investments that we provide with our clients. And just for a, a little bit of back history on why we feel that this is so important for our team and for our clients and in general for the way we put our portfolios together for our clients. So many of you know by listening to me these past 30 years that I started out um, working with two major brokerage firms and I spent several years with a bank, one of the banks in Milwaukee, as the vice president of the personal trust department. And that was really where I feel that I put my feet on the ground as to the type of company that I wanted to create for my clients. I was able to take all the best things that I learned as a broker, um, and then I could take all the best things that I learned as a working at the bank and working as a trust officer. And you might, you know, that's kind of a, a, a unusual combination. But when I was a broker, we really weren't taught about tax. We weren't taught about financial planning. We didn't work with clients that had large estates typically. And what happened to me when I went to the bank was that I really learned a whole different world of investing. And it was so exciting because I was working with families and I was looking at everything in their in, in their life to help create a portfolio that really worked. From my investment background, um, you know, we lived by what we killed, we always said. I mean, it was whatever we sold is how we got paid. When I went to the bank, the way we got paid was by advising on their entire assets, and we would charge a percentage on those assets. It was just magical to me that we could work in such a way with clients where it was a win and win. I was the only one on that team that actually had a broker's license um, when we were trust officers, and so I was able to kind of take a stand back and look at how they were investing. And one of the things that they did, and I would always laugh to myself, I'd say, my God, there's two bald head guys in the back room picking investments <laughs> for the entire portfolio. And 
what they did was everybody that came into the bank, into the trust department, and if they worked with us, and let's say, and at that point, you had to have a million dollars or more, or they wouldn't work with you. They would take that money and they would put it into the same portfolios that everybody had, and they would put it into um, all mutual funds and some individual stocks, but it was in a, I would say one big basket and everybody owned the exact same thing, but guess what? You actually owned it, but you didn't own it in the sense that they were your investments. And so I sat back and I thought, that is really crazy because what it was in many times was a handcuff because people wouldn't sell those investments because they couldn't move them. They had to sell out of them and they had to absorb all the capital gains. So yes, they were your investments, but they were in this pool of assets that you actually, if you wanted to get out, there were some handcuffs on it. And so when I started my company, I started with the fee-based investment idea. We looked at how can we give our clients the absolute best investments, still using the concept that they were, in, in a sense, pooled, that we were buying the same things, but they were in your own individual account. They were yours. And whatever you wanted to do, you had the freedom to move. You had the freedom that we would buy and sell you had the freedom that the, you own those investments. But of course, the trick was getting back to the two bald guys in the back room, making all the decisions. We now were making the decisions. And Julie and I sat down and we thought, we really do have to bring in experts to guide us on the investments that we want to pick for our clients. And you've met so many of the people that we work with, our bond managers, our stock managers, Mary Brown and her firm. And today you are being introduced to Jackie Rondini, who her firm, Fiducian Advisors, is the one that helps us pick the absolute best mutual funds and investments out there that round out all the other investments that we have. And so when I really say that she is a consultant to our firm, her, her company is a consultant and she consults with us directly to help us make those best decisions on buying and selling for our clients. And Julie always says, you know, what we want is we want to be that old family recipe that gets passed down from generation to generation. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Jackie. And some of the things on my list, we're really looking for an update as to where we are today, where we've been. And oh, man, Jackie, I've got a list for you. Interest rates, COVID, Ukraine, gasoline prices, inflation, the stock market, hurricanes. And, you know, they're saying hurricanes, you know, all this stuff that's happening has got to do with global warming. And then, of course, we've got technology that's going crazy. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to see what Jackie's crystal ball is going to tell us.
Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. I'm very excited uh, about my guest today. It's uh, Jackie Rondini. She is a certified financial planner. She is also a senior consultant, and she is, I want to say, our consultant um, from Fiducian Advisors. And she really does help us to better understand the whys and the decisions that we make so that we can really be clear and do the best that we possibly can for our clients. And when we went to the break, I listed those and Jackie said, oh, I can handle that. There's a lot of things brewing. And you know, Jackie, there really are a lot of things brewing. And we have had clients that have called us and said, you know, what's going on? Um, but the good news is, is we haven't had any clients that are panicking because the most important thing is to know what you own, know why you own it, know what's going to happen when the market's rising, know what's going to happen when the market is declining. And, you know, we feel really certain that we've done a good job of education, but everybody has just got the willies. You know, everybody is just worried. And, and even though we got the best investments in the world and they're still saying, but what's going on? What's sure. going on? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, thank you for having me today, Karen. Again, Jackie Rondini, I'm a, a, a senior consultant with Fiducian Advisors, and, and we, we partner with Ellen Becker and uh, asset allocation and manager research and, 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 and marketing and, and um, you know, other things. So we are a resource for them. And so I'm happy to be here. So I'll start out just giving an update on the overall economy, where we are as we sit, you know, November 2022. Um, I would just say any hopes for a sustained rally early in the third quarter were, were quickly dashed as markets experienced a bear market rally through the remainder of September. Um, markets broadly made new lows under really the same mix of concerns that have plagued much of 2022. So inflation, rising interest rates, geopolitical uncertainty, lingering COVID fears, and the list goes on and on. And then came October and markets came roaring back. Um, and this was despite a, a mixed third quarter earnings season. Um, and then only to see some of those gains evaporate in the early days of November ahead of the Fed's second to last interest rate decision of 2022, when the central bank approved a fourth consecutive 75 basis point hike and signaled a potential change in how it will approach monetary policy to bring down inflation. So, uh, you know, rates now sit at 3.75 to 4%, the highest level since January uh, 2008. Um, the move continued the most aggressive pace of monetary policy tightening since the early 1980s, the last time inflation ran this high. Um, along with anticipating the rate hike, markets also had been looking for language indicating that this could be the last 75 basis point move. Um, the new statement hinted at the, that policy change, and I would say just hinted. Uh, we saw markets uh, move down after those comments, and then Powell went on to say inflation was still too high, and therefore the central bank um, had had further to go in raising interest rates. He also added it was premature to talk about pausing hikes. So you know that's that's where we we sit now. Um, a lot of talk about recession. Um, recession fears intensified as the second quarter U.S. GDP figure uh, was released. That came out at negative zero point six. This followed a negative 1.6 in the first quarter, inking two consecutive quarters of GDP contraction, a common signal that a recession may be looming. 
Um, and I would just say economists remain sort of locked in debate regarding the official status of recession. Um, I note that timing a recession or lack thereof is, is, is just a distraction for investors. Um, and that said, the advance estimate for 3Q GP showed positive 2.6 in the third quarter, and that was largely due to uh, a narrowing trade deficit um, and increases in consumer and government spending. Um, while the 2.6 rebound in the third quarter was more than reversed the decline in the first half of the year, most economists don't expect this strength to be sustained as exports are expected to fade and domestic demand is getting hurt by higher interest rates. So um, we're seeing, you know, uh, everything hit from adjustable rate mortgages and, and credit cards and, and things such as that. Um, so let's talk about what all that means for the uh, outlook on the economy, including the potential that we're headed for a recession or maybe in a recession. Um, and I'll step back just a, a minute just to sort of give that broad definition. A recession is defined as a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced. And that's generally identified by a fall in GDP in two consecutive quarters, like we saw in 1Q and 2Q. Um, as a reminder, while two consecutive quarters of negative GDP is commonly thought to define a recession, the actual determination of whether or not the US had a recession is determined by the National Bureau of Economic Research, or the NBER. So again, officially, the NBER declares recessions and expansions and likely won't make a, a judgment on the period in question uh, for, for months, if, if not longer. So, you know, how might a recession impact investors? We would argue, and actually have done so before the Fed started raising rates, that a soft landing where, where growth decelerates but remains positive will be very hard to achieve. Um, and the, the reality is the Fed may have to hype the economy into recession in order to tame inflation. Um, and now that inflation is beginning to embed itself in a broad and deep way, a recession may be a good thing. And you know, you're listening and saying, are we really saying a recession may be a good thing? In this instance, it may be. The notion here is lose the battle to win the war. And as inflation has begun to entrench itself into the consumer psyche, a soft landing may produce an environment of middle ground inflation, you know, call it 4%, um, well above the Fed's average target of 2%, but not at the multi-decade high levels we see today. So it would leave the Fed in sort of a lurch, struggling to tame inflation, but without justification to take real action to address it. Um, and today, they, they have that opportunity. Pushing the economy into a mild recession has a greater chance of stamping out inflation and building a more stable base from which markets can rise. So while investors are rightly trying to see if a recession is around the corner, we would advocate doing so from a position of resolve and opportunity rather than fear. If you think about it, recessions are actually a normal and at times healthy part of resetting expectations and rationalizing investor behavior. With perspective, recessions and the bear markets that often accompany them are points in time, but bull markets and the wealth gained from them happen over time. So fast forward to today, the Federal Reserve, whose dual mandate of price stability and full employment is obligated to focus on inflation and the recession concerns that come with it. And the Fed has made clear its near-term priority is bringing inflation down. So Fed Chair Jerome Powell came out ahead of November's rate hike and said higher interest rates, 
slower growth and a softening labor market are all painful for the public that we serve, but they're not as painful as failing to restore price stability. So, you know, the Fed's actions um, and guidance have really, I would say, squashed the market's seemingly misguided narrative that for a Fed pause and interest rate hikes, and I think that's sort of what we saw a bit in October rally. We saw year-over-year inflation in June at nine, at nine one, July it came down to eight five, August eight three, September eight two, um, and that started sparked hope for peak inflation. But when you looked under the hood. A decline in gasoline prices explained much of the modest reduction, um, but electricity and shelter prices, the stickier parts of inflation, continue to rise. Um, food prices also boosted um, September headline numbers. So um, food uh, rose 0.8 for the month uh, in September. It's up 11.2 uh, from a year ago. Closely watched shelter costs, which make up about one third of CPI, rose uh, 0.7 at the last print and are up 6.6% uh, from a year ago. So, you know, these conditions, I would say, further exacerbated um, volatility and in fixed income, um, widened the disparity between growth and value stocks, um, put pressure on international assets, really due to the strength of the US dollar. Um, and investors continue to face uncertainty as we head into the final months of 2022. All eyes are on the impact of the Fed's commitment to fight inflation, even at the expense of the labor market, where you're starting to see firms uh, announce layoffs. Um, uh, and the remaining policy meeting will be watched with, with bated breath in, in December. So whether or not inflation has peaked remains unknown. Um, data suggests the worst may be behind us. Um, there are signs of supply chain pressures easing. Um, for example, the Baltic Dry Index, which measure, measures the cost of shipping raw materials, has declined to levels not seen since the middle of 2020. That said, we're likely to continue to experience inflation levels above the Fed's 2% target for some time, and you know, recession watchers will likely be keeping a keen eye on, uh, on a moderating economy. Jackie, most of the individuals that we're working with, of course, are your average Joe citizens who turn on TV or they now everybody's listening to just newscasts and reading it on their phones and they hear all of this happening. And one of the things about the news that's always a frustration to me is they talk about whatever's happening as if it happens to everyone exactly the same. And is if everybody holds the same investments or um, is doing the same thing, has the same health care costs, the same food costs. And granted, things are going up and, and there is a lot of volatility in many different areas. You know, we didn't even touch on the elections, of course, and, you know, things like that that are happening. How does somebody stay grounded in an environment like this? How do they take all of these things that you're talking about and they actually you know, they can sleep at night. You know, that's one of the things that we always say and what keeps you up at night? So I guess those would be the questions that I think are really are really important. And maybe what would be a good idea is to take a break now. And when we come back to be able to fully expand on those two topics. My guest today is Jackie Rondini. She is a senior consultant with Fiducian Advisors. She works with Ellen Becker Investment Group. She is an asset to our team, keeps us um, aware of what's going on. And as you can tell by just listening to her, she has a brain that doesn't stop, stop thinking and stop working. And with that, we will be right back. 
Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. If you would like to know more about our team, go to ellenbecker.com. My guest today is Jackie Rondini. She is a senior consultant with Fiducian Advisors. She is a consultant to the Ellenbecker Investment Group and brings a huge amount of value as we are working with our clients and as we are working with our clients' portfolios. Jackie, before the break, I said, you know, our goal with our clients is to sleep at night. A goal also is for us to sleep at night, which is why we we pay to have consultants to look at the investments that we use for our clients so that we can create this really great recipe. And our goal is that our clients understand what they have and that when they hear these crazy newscasters that are saying things to sell money and, you know, there's, I always say that it's not about the grapes, you know, they're selling papers, they're selling information, um, but how do people keep their feet firmly planted on the ground and sleep at night when all of this stuff is going on and it's, it's like taking a drink out of a fire hose. No, that, that's a that's a great question. Um, and you know, we've we've worked to build, we've worked with Ellen Becker to build uh, broadly diversified all-weather portfolios with 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 solid downside protection uh, to, to sort of um, give that that buffer to to you know to to sleep at night. So you know, when you think about portfolios, you know, within fixed income quality, um, but but again, broadly diversified. And there's several things I, I think that's that's really important to hear. Um, first. I just want to touch on volatility and then diversification and, and several other things that I think are important to put in context because there is a, a lot of noise. There's a lot of volatility. And, you know, a lot of what you're hearing doesn't really impact your portfolio because you, you, your, your team has positioned you to sort of weather that storm. Um, and again, diversified across a, a broad bucket of uh, fixed income that includes, you know, high, high quality fixed income, uh, equities, uh, global equities, um, and, and broad real assets for that inflation protection. So it, it, it's, it's built to, to sort of help you weather the storm. So several things um, I would highlight here, volatility. This is something obviously we've experienced all year. We expect it obviously to be with us as we go into the midterms, um, and then as, as, as the you know, Fed and inflation, all this continues to play out, uh, the geopolitical over in Eastern Europe. Important, important, important is assessing your risk posture ahead of that volatility. That really helps. And, and I know you've worked with the folks at Ellen Becker on, on the front end of this. Everything sort of we've talked about um, so far is, is out of our control. We, we can't control inflation. We can't control the Fed or interest rates. We can't control whether or not the economy goes into recession. So let's shift our focus to those things that are within investors' control. Um, a significant component of being successful in investing is to not be emotional with our investments. And one way to do this is to focus our attention on the things that, that are, are within our power to control. One of those is making sure our portfolio is properly aligned to our comfort with taking risk. Super important. Um, because one thing we are quite certain is headline risk is here to stay, and with that will come volatility. So assess your risk posture ahead of that volatility. 
um, broad themes that we outlined at the beginning of the year as a firm, the evolving nature of the pandemic, central bankers we're seeing globally around the world um, acting accordingly, historically high inflation remain the prevailing themes along with the rising probability of recession. These themes will likely drive capital markets volatility throughout the remainder of the year and into 2023. Where does that, that leave us? And when I say us, investors, it's healthy to acknowledge that recessions are a regular part of markets and the economy. This too shall pass. In, in these times, volatility is high. So you stay disciplined long-term and seek only to make changes if your true underlying objective compels you to do so, not because the market's uncomfortable. And so back to that early comment, assessing your risk posture ahead of volatility, that's going to help you sleep at well at night. Make sure you're comfortable with it. Several other things I, I would highlight here, diversification matters now as much as ever before. So making sure your portfolio is aligned to your ability and willingness to take risk is, is, is a fundamental pr principle um, of investing that's important regardless of whether markets are up or down. Um, another timeless principle of investing is diversification, which means owning different kinds of investments. Um, how do we think about diversification today? As investors, we may all have the tendency to become comfortable with what has been successful, rather than looking forward to see what may be successful. Um, and with that, I'd highlight the cost of not diversifying is even higher given the disparity of winners and losers in a volatile environment. We've continued to see an exaggerated style war among growth and value, We've highlighted the disparity between um, growth and value stocks. It, it, it's, it's as wide as it's been since the technology bubble in 1999 and 2000. We've got the Russell 1000 down about 10, 11%, and the Russell 1000 growth down nearly 30. Huge dispersion there. And this has played out among sectors and factors and countries and regions. So again, be patient, stay diversified, um, higher volatility, means a higher probability of making an emotional decision at the wrong time. So, you know, we that's why we and Ellen Becker, we continue to advocate for hearing to that long-term disciplined approach to investing. Um, it's our belief that markets are impossible to time and that the best approach to, uh, you know, investing is formulating an integrated asset allocation strategy across fixed income, equity, real assets that gives investors the best opportunity to generate positive returns over the long-term through bull and bear markets. So that's sort of that, how, how, how can we sort of, you know, you know, turn that noise off, sleep at night, is knowing you're comfortable with your risk profile, um, that you, you're diversified, um, and and th those things will, you know, and, and look to your advisors as well, um, you know, there to, to, to help you, um, you know, if, if you're struggling with, with, you know, the volatility. So um, I just encourage folks to do that. You know, Jackie, the last thing our clients would want us to do is to manage their portios by the headlines. Absolutely. They want 
they want us to look individually at who they are. They want us to look at the quality of investments. And I always say this is the time that we really earn um, the money that we are paid to manage portfolios, because this is the time where we really have to help our clients to understand what they own, why they own it, what we anticipate in, in these volatile markets. I have a question that comes up often, and people will, you know, We'll talk about the headlines out there. We'll talk about things going on and, you know, inflation. And we'll say, well, you know what? The managers that are out there managing have already built that into their decisions that they're making. And so often when people make decisions on investments, it's too late. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? And um, very often we'll say, because of the way we invest and the things that we own, and if someone did want to sell out, it's like, when do you want to get back in? And well, when it feels better. Well, that means it's up and we're going to buy the same thing that we sold down up. But, yeah. you know, can you talk about how things get built into and why people often execute on emotion and they execute either buying too late or selling um, too late? Exactly. And that, that, that's, a, that's an excellent point. And that goes back to how we think about asset allocation. So we are strategic allocators of capital. Um, and then on an annual basis, we'll make small shifts um, based on uh, shifts in our capital market assumptions. Um, tactical is, is a bit different, and it's sort of reacting to or sort of predicting what may or might may not happen based on something that may have already happened. And so by strategic allocations uh, over time, um, you, you're not chasing that inflation protection. We, we've had broad real assets in portfolios uh, for inflationary, deflationary, uh, strategically in portfolios. So those things are, are in portfolios, allocations to uh, uh, U.S. large and small, uh, emerging markets, uh, and foreign developed. Those have historically been there. Not all asset classes are going to perform well at the same time, but over time, uh, and you know, we're seeing things like that broad real assets protection in portfolios is really helping uh, in, in portfolios. So um, that strategic thinking over time can can help that mindset. Well, you know, one thing may be working, one thing's not, but over time uh, that, that you're, you're not chasing to get those allocations. You know, Jackie, this is I for me when I'm talking to clients and I and my own portfolio and my own structure and how I invest. This is an opportunity to really, if you do have cash or if you have the opportunity to invest, there are so many great opportunities out there. And I always like to think about our portfolios because the majority of them, they reinvest their dividends at a time like this. Plus, many people have cash to put into this market instead of thinking about, you know, getting out or being fearful, live by what you trust, not by what you fear is is a, is hard to do, but it's so important because these are the moments in time where the wealthy get wealthy. They're the ones that are willing to take a little bit more risk to invest in some of these things. But, you know, one of the things Julie always says is nobody wants to go to the store and buy stale bread. They want to go there and get their favorite bread on sale. 
And that's what we do with our clients now who are in that great position that they they do have some cash and money that they can invest in a market like this. I mean, it's such an ideal situation. And I know people have heard it over and over and over and they go, oh, but I'm so afraid. And, you know, it makes it hard because then they always have that hindsight looking in the rearview mirror and say, why did I do that? Why didn't I listen to you? Why didn't I do that? And so those are those are really tough things. I think what we'll do is we'll take our last break right now and then come back and talk again about some of the things that we can expect. I, I love this conversation. Um, I'm hoping that people that are listening, they pick up a little thing here, a little bit there. Uh, maybe they go, oh, she's talking about me, or maybe I could do it a little bit differently. And my guest today is Jackie Rondini. She is with Fiducian Advisors. She is a senior consultant, and she's a consultant to the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And with that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker. I'm the founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. I'm so happy to be able to introduce all of you um, to Jackie Rondini. And Jackie has been a guest on Money Sense several times before. She is a consultant to the Ellenbecker Investment Group. She's with Fiducian Advisors, and they are a key component of our strategy in working with our clients and our, our clients' investment portfolios. You know, Jackie, we kind of was talk we're talking about sleeping at night and people really taking advantage of this type of market and looking at it. I mean, I know that I just got a notice from a store that I like to shop at and they said everything over this weekend is going to be marked down 30%, all these favorite name brands. And I'm not able to go this weekend and I'm thinking, oh, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. How can people turn their thinking around and re recognize that whether they have money to invest or not, if they are in good quality investments that will come back, this is an opportunity. Yep, that's that's a. I'm, I'm going to touch on two things, sort of how how we have um, built out the the um, investments that the Ellen Becker Investment Group is is investing with their with their clients. Um, what goes on behind the scenes at Fiducian? Why we we. Uh, you know, partner together, and then I'll talk about sort of the the opportunities that present um, uh, based on where the market is, and as, as we enter twenty twenty three. So, um, just just a bit about Fiducian. Um, you know, I I obviously am the consultant here, but behind me sits. Um, 40, 50 CFAs at the firm. So folks that are, are um, uh, very, very, very uh, deep um, in, in the, the research, um, uh, tremendous amount of depth. Um, their research is a career path at the firm. That team takes 1,500 to 2,000 meetings a year. So they are, they are meeting managers and vetting them. Um, we're supported by robust systems. You probably heard of Bloomberg and Morningstar, Investment Alliance, and they 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 just go meeting and meeting and and a, a lot of quant quantitative and qualitative analysis to to really identify those managers with a sustainable competitive advantage with an identifiable investment thesis. Um, and so it's there is a lot of work to find um, these managers across the 
18 to 20 different asset classes. So a tremendous amount of work goes into finding managers that we think um, can weather storms that have history of, of weathering these kinds of storms, both good and bad storms. So um, and, and managers are reviewed um, monthly and, and, and quarterly and on an annual basis there are asset class reviews. So just a tremendous amount of, of research um, as well as work on the asset allocation front that Ellen Becker Investment Group is, is leveraging and partnering with us on. So that's that's sort of how we get those uh, those those managers that are, are, are you know quality that that have a history that that have a thesis something we can identify you know are, is there a break in the thesis is there a reason to abandon that 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 strategy or manager for any reason so a lot of work goes on behind the scenes looking at those managers um, so you shouldn't be worrying um, about them because there's a tremendous amount of support on on our end and, and as well as the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Um, doing the work on that front. So that should help folks sleep at night. But, but you know, I mean, there is a lot of noise out there. We expect a lot of noise. And you know what that creates? The silver lining to a down market is it allows clients to buy investments at lower values. So, you know, while appreciating there are clearly still plenty of risks that exist in the market today, there are some areas where we believe there may be opportunities. Um, several things I'd highlight here is readying the rebalancing playbook. Um, it's unlikely COVID, the Fed, inflation um, is going to fit neatly into a quarterly or annual rebalance. Um, so this could create an opportunity to lean into those areas of weakness. So selling what's done better or, or and leaning in or taking some of that cash on the sidelines and leaning into those areas of weakness. Um, you know, we remain vigilant um, to the evolving conditions in the markets. Um, all things considered, we reaffirm the investment orientations that we've shared with clients earlier this year, um, namely our preference for a globally diversified equity portfolio um, that includes emerging markets uh, as these areas may shine. Um, if you think about it, China is sort of the outlier among central banks um, and their central bank has provided near-term stimulus while most banks are getting hawkish in a reversal of the other central banks, sort of the counterbalance that COVID zero policy. Um, and so again, may create opportunities. Um, also an inclination to diversify fixed income as to mitigate interest rate risk. So we advocate things uh, such as dynamic or unconstrained bonds that have shorter duration profiles and differentiated return streams compared to, uh, to the Barclays uh, aggregate index. Um, you know, core bonds, without doubt, serve a serve a purpose in in portfolios, um, but folks are being compensated for the interest rate risk they bear. Um, as as a result, we believe that offering skilled active managers a wider opportunity set and and more levers to pull is warranted. So we think it's a really really healthy environment for active fixed income management to add alpha and manage uh, interest rate risk. Um, I'd also highlight our commitment to real assets exposure uh, to protect portfolios from decay over time. Um, looking out over 10 years, we look to real assets to um, continue to be a valuable diversifier. Um, in our opinion, the positioning should moderate even the most stressful potential effects currently influencing markets. Um, again, you know, 
being patient, staying diversified um, is just so important. Higher volatility just means the probability of making an emotional decision at the wrong time. So, um, you know, be, be patient, stay diversified, be comfortable with your risk profile. You know, when I sit back and, and I listen to all the things that you're talking about for what how, how people out there can really interpret and think about their portfolio, one of the things that, that really also comes to mind is a lot of people who are retiring and the things that they'll say is, I can't make my money back. You know, I can't, I can't make that money back. I want to be certain that you know i'm not going to lose any i'm not going to lose any money but the real the real challenge out there is keeping up with inflation and is is being able to have some growth in your portfolio and one of the ways that we have done it is that we and and you know it's my magic form formula our magic formula i say is that we protect our clients for 5 to 7 years for the income that they need to spend and we build those bond ladders that you're talking about those high quality bond ladders now bonds are down right now but we're going to hold them to maturity. We're not selling them. And we know whatever income you need for the next seven years, unless something changes for you, there's going to be a bond coming due. There's some cash flow coming due. And even in a market like this, our clients aren't experiencing that they can't maintain the lifestyle that they had. They don't have to panic. The only time that you lose the money is if it is a bad investment and it goes away, blows up. Um, or if you haven't done a, a good job of determining where you're going to spend from and you have to sell good investments that are down and they can't come back now. That's the that's the challenge. And so it's what what Jackie, you're saying, understand what you own, know what's going to happen, have a plan, have an income strategy. And I don't buy into this. You have as many bonds as you are your age and all of that. You know, that's that's just one person, maybe that, but just tuck away the income that you need to spend by having these bonds come due. And if you don't need it, you get to roll that bond out the farthest out and you get the highest interest rate. And those are ways that you can protect your portfolio. And those are ways that you can be assured that unless something very dramatically changes in your lifestyle, that you're protected. Correct. You know, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100% with those thoughts. You know, Jackie, also, um, we only have uh, about four minutes left on, until the show is over. And I think that um, I mentioned in the very beginning that you were going to give us that, that um, crystal ball <laughs> view. And so, how much effect is it going to have and what long-term effect? Everybody says, well, I'm going to wait until the elections or I'm going to wait and see what happens with the interest rates or, you know, I'm afraid that if the war breaks out, this is going to happen. And I recently was um, talking to a psychologist on this, a psychiatrist actually, um, Jack Singer, and he said, our world has become a world of what if, 
What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? And with every what if, there's a negative connotation associated with it that implies that you can't make decisions on your life on whatever it is. And I think that's really true with looking at our portfolios and trying to second guess is instead of saying what if, being able to turn around and say, I know that I have a good team managing my money and I know that I understand what I own and I know what my budget and my spending or my cash flow is. Those are the things that are the solid, the solid getting your feet on the ground and knowing what you have and, and not having the what ifs and thinking about what would be the worst case scenario. Well, if you have people watching your money and your investments, that worst case scenario would not be happening. And so it's that gut feeling of trusting who you're working with and knowing that they've got your back and that they're looking at your investments, that you're, they're not lost somewhere and no one's looking at them. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it is, it is, it's so important to, again, understand what it is that you've got, and 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 your 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 risk, you know, your risk tolerance. You know, if you're not sleeping at night, you're you're probably being too aggressive. So, understanding that, knowing you've got a team uh, working for you, you know, doing all of that work, we're supporting them as well. Um, in asset allocation and, and manager research. So knowing you've got, uh, you know, that foundation is, is just, is, is, is so important. You know, markets are going to do what markets do. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got our thoughts on what fixed income and, and equity um, what may do. So um, it, knowing that and, and staying the course is, is just so important. And I think people have to realize that, um, I work for my clients and you can ask me any question. You can ask me how I get paid. You can ask me, you know, what the expectations are. The transparency is so important. And I think, you know, that has to shift. We work for you and you deserve to know and to get those straight answers so that you can sleep at night. My guest today is Jackie Rondini. She is a senior consultant with Fiducian Advisors. She is a consultant with to the Ellen Becker Investment Group. And Jackie, I appreciate, I don't know how many other people in the world get to actually um, look in their, you know, advisors, people who are helping them to do the best they can on their radio show, talking to our clients, helping us to do the best job that we possibly can. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Have a really great weekend. Bye-bye.